Um, but reality was is that there was just always a lot of needs. And so it finally just got to the point where I just seriously, well, I couldn't take it anymore. And so I just had, um, had to sit down and say. Mm. And not be the peacemaker and tell me mm. the truth. Yep. We'll grab a Kleenex now. Yes. Excuse me for crying. No. Yeah, I just, I couldn't take it anymore. So I had to say, um, I had to say, I'm about ready to ask you to choose mm. between me and the church. And he made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I chose, and, I chose and, wisely. Yeah. Chose wisely. We all want to say it. Yeah. <laughs>
a lot of hard work. We started with 30 people, mm -hmm. and I don't remember the numbers, you know, by 2010. Um, but we had gotten to the point where we Dale needed more help. But so he was doing what felt like everything to me. And uh, he was just gone all the time, and uh, we would talk about it, and he would, and I'd say, I need more of you, I need more of your time. And he would uh, say, yes, I know, and try. Um, but reality was is that there was just always a lot of needs. And so it finally just got to the point where I just seriously, well, I couldn't take it anymore. And so I just had, um, had to sit down and say. Mm -hmm. And not be the peacemaker, and tell me mm -hmm. the truth. Yep. We're grabbing Kleenex now. Yes. Excuse me for crying. No. Yeah, I just, I couldn't take it anymore, so I had to say, um, I had to say I'm about ready to ask you to choose mm -hmm. between me and the church. And he made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I chose, and, I and chose wisely. Yeah. Chose wisely. <laughs> we all want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> he's alive. We, he's we, here. So. He's, he's alive as well. And we do, I do joke around about that. And yeah. I did say, yeah. but yes, he chose wisely. chose wisely. And so I, uh, mm. anyway, of course, he chose me. And um, But mm. but the cool thing after that conversation, uh, and I guess um, part of that was, because, again, there was a lot of conversations before that for years and there was a lot of effort in trying on both of our parts and I would try to be patient and understand and he would um, try to give me time but again it, it was it was hard because uh, you just didn't have enough help uh, in that mm -hmm. here at the church and was mm -hmm. just trying to um, just do too much and so anyway decided at that point that um, I think it was the seriousness of it to really grabbed your attention. And then at that point, uh, we were able to hire uh, more help. So two more pastors mm -hmm. were hired um, that year and the following year, and that made a big difference. And mm -hmm. so um, there were lots of changes that you made. And um, and yeah, that's, that's in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a very hard time, um, but I just had to talk about how I felt and yeah. um, it was it was a hard, very hard conversation for both of us, but um, it made a big difference, mm -hmm. and things changed dramatically after that. And I did feel um, well. I've always felt loved. That's not part of it right. at all. But it was just that I did become and felt important mm -hmm. and more important than the church. So uh, anyway, uh, we've made uh, huge strides since then. And yes, it's still bumpy along the way. And yes, it can be hard sometimes. Um, but because of that experience, we've been able to look back, think back, talk about it, and say, no, we're not going back there again, mm -hmm. that we are going to continue to make changes now in the moment so that then when I do share that how I feel, um, it's not to that depth anymore. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing mm -hmm. that, Lisa. Yeah. Yeah, that's not fun to talk yeah. about, but um, well, I would – oh, go ahead, Dale. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask, so there were changes that were made. What did mm -hmm. that look like? Yeah, um, I, I think that, um, you know, we had some of these values and tools in place. I think that back in 2010 when this took place, it highlighted the need for us to be even more intentional with the things that we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. And I think it accelerated our journey with, with living out values and tools because it's like we know things needed to change. So we're gonna have to get very intentional and, and make these changes. And, uh, and so I, I think what we're talking about today, it comes out not just of our, our you know, 35, almost 36 year journey, 
but also out of the, the pain of that transition in 2010 where we came to this realization that this is not really going to work. This is not the kind of marriage that we want. Mm -hmm. Neither one of us wanted. And quite frankly, our job, my job, is we're setting an example for our kids. We're setting an example for our church. Mm -hmm. And that's just comes with the territory. It, it just does. And we're not, we're, we're failing in that category. Mm -hmm. And so it, it um, you know, for some reason I was at a place too where I wasn't probably, either, you know, I was burnt out. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how emotionally healthy I was at that time. Mm -hmm. Not very because we had some people intervene basically and mm -hmm. said, you need a sabbatical. Mm -hmm. So with, at mm -hmm. that time, I also took two months off. Yes. Mm -hmm. I realized that's not a reality for a lot of people. I get it. It was a gift, two months off to get away from the church, regroup, refocus, figure some of the stuff out and come back and do it differently. Mm -hmm. And, um, can I also share too, that I think a mindset that you had is that, uh, work always came first. And that was something that you were raised with. It was. And so, um, and I understood that, uh, but it was, we, we, we still had to work through it. And if I could share a recent example of this, is that just a few weeks ago, and Dale teaches a Bible class, and it, uh, 10 weeks last fall and then 10 weeks this spring. And the last, we had ended up planning a, a quick little camping trip not realizing and we were going to leave on wednesday night and uh not realizing and remembering that that was the last bible class that turned out to be a question and answer night and so before i think that you would have said well i'm sorry but we're going to have to wait to go camping so that i can finish my class and this time you said you got up in front of everybody and you said um i'm either going to disappoint all of you or i'm going to disappoint my wife and i don't want to disappoint my wife so i'm going to choose to cancel the class so there is a current mm. example of a change in thinking, I believe, mm. is that yeah, you I don't always, ha I'm not saying that work doesn't, uh, isn't important, mm. and lots <laughs> of times you do have to choose work, but it just can't be 100% of the time. There mm -hmm. needs to be some leeway there, and there does need to be a few times when family or your spouse is chosen before work. There's, there, you, and I appreciate you bringing that up, Han. Um, there's, there has to be a change in thinking, and that's true. That's one of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the way I was raised. I love the blue-collar work ethic that I was raised with. It's, it's still it was a good thing. A, a benefit from it today. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I would always choose work first. And um, I'm telling you, sometimes that's the wrong choice. And mm -hmm. if you're going to destroy your marriage, you're going to destroy your relationship with your kids, there is no job worth that. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and so... So I had to I had to change some thinking, and it's very ingrained in me, and I'm very aware of it. You know, I can be a workaholic, I can be highly driven, I, I can choose work over um, uh, the higher value of relationships. Easy, I, I can do it, I know I can go there. So I have to really be cautious mm -hmm. of that. Um, so, but I, I saw the damage that it did to her, and it's not just, you know, it, it damaged her heart. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that, um, broke my heart is seeing how hurt she was. Which I never want to see again. So, was worth working through that. And yep. um, <clears throat> yeah, we're both, we're both yeah, going to grab the Kleenex. Yeah, so. you're killing me. Yeah, I'm sorry. 
But, yeah, but, so. but those changes were so profound, and that's yep. why I guess the emotion is still there. Mm-hmm. We were kind of at a crossroads of where I think our relationship was going to go, mm-hmm. and we just decided. Yep. You know, and and I think in those moments, it's just really easy to posture and, and be and be selfish and be prideful and mm-hmm. go to your your separate corners. And it just takes a massive amount, I think, of just humility and brokenness and go, okay, we, we, we have to change. And, I mean, you can spend all your time slinging mud at each other, but after a while, you just got to own what you've created. Yeah. You're creating a marriage. You create a life. You create a family, and all because of choices. So go back. We have the choice. I have the choice. Mm-hmm. See, we go, oh, there's nothing I can do. I'm the lead pastor of a growing church. Nope, that is an excuse. Mm-hmm. I was making choices. And so... So I had a lot of conversations. Mm-hmm. I started changing. I told the church. I mean, I came back and I kind of shared this journey a little bit with the church. And I basically said, I love all you guys, but I love my family more. And there's going to come times I'm going to choose them over you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they yeah. applauded. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, so, I, yeah, and I do want to say in all of this, and that when I did tell you how I felt and that I was about to ask you to make a choice, that was not to say that... I'm divorcing you. Or exactly. No, because I say there's never been a back door for us. There's, nope. Divorce is never an option. It, the option, the choice is to work through it. And so even at that time, it's not like I would have asked you to leave the church. I mean, none of that. I was just, it was my way of, of communicating to you how I felt and right. where I was at. And so I, I think that if your choice had been different, then our relationship would have changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you you wouldn't have had all of my heart. Um, mm-hmm. I would still be here. We'd still be married. Um, but but we would not have the, the kind of relationship that we do in the depth that we do right. if that had not changed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and out of that from yeah. 2010 mm-hmm. comes this value of we will stay connected. Because that's yes. where we started. It started so, with this, started whole, with this yes. long story. <laughs> yes. and, and so we stay connected. We we. We can't stand not being connected, and right. that's emotionally connected. Um, it's spiritually connected. It, mm-hmm. It's life connected. Life it's, connected. It's, it's all. It's just. It's all together. And when we're not connected, we both know it. Um, it's just like the air isn't right, and uh, mm-hmm. we we look at each other and we and we will say things like that. It's part of our verbiage. Is that I just don't feel connected, mm-hmm. and that's not accusatory mm-hmm. that's not throwing stones it is a, is a statement of our our current reality and anytime one of us says that the other one says yeah i know i, I mean we, i feel mm-hmm. the same way mm-hmm. you know um so what do we need to do what and then do? and then we we don't let it go right we just don't let it go what what do you need what do you need what do we need to do it was look at the schedule where do we have a break where do we have time together because usually that's what we need is time spent together oh, yeah. just the two of us yeah we need we love being together and mm-hmm. that helps us connect and yep. and so where is there something we need to say no to do we have how do we need to change the schedule what you know have we you know, we haven't set good boundaries because we, we don't have any time for each other. So mm-hmm. we just start unpacking it and yep. not blaming each other. It's we just fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that so, yeah. So the the tool is stay connected or stay excuse connected. me, the value is mm-hmm. stay connected. And the tools you said, take control of your schedule. Be intentional with planning yes. ways to connect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one on here I would love to touch <laughs> on. <laughs> For parents out there, tell your kids they are not the main event. They are not the main what? event. Oh my no. goodness! Do, yes. Well, that's a that is a huge issue. We're going to have to come back and do a parenting. Oh, thing. we yes, will absolutely. Yeah. Those of you that don't know, we have two daughters. 
Um, they are, oh my goodness. Okay, they're in their 30s, early 30s. 31 and th- <laughs> almost 33. Just, yes. Oh, I did it. Good. You did it. Nice job. So, um, <laughs> what? Actually, She's looking at me. I think Rachel is currently 33. Anyway. Anyway. They're in their early 30s. <laughs> they're not, thank They'll you. come on and correct. <laughs> yeah, they will. We're going to have they them will. out here one of these yeah. days. And yes. that, <laughs> they can tell us for sure. <laughs> and that will be entertaining, <laughs> mm-hmm. let me tell you. Mm-hmm. So, um, we, you know what? This is just, we see this a lot. Mm-hmm. I will graciously say, not to create guilt, but this is a major parenting mistake that we see yes. people make, is that they make their children the reason almost for their existence. Mm-hmm. They make the children the main event of the marriage. It is a major mistake. Please, please, your children are welcomed additions into your family. They are not the main event. Mom and dad are the main event. And you need to tell your kids that. We actually told our kids that. Mm -hmm. We said, hey, you guys, you are not the main event. I'm stealing that. Mom and dad right here. We (laughs) are the main event. And mom and dad need some time. Y'all go to your bedroom. You go play in there. Don't come out. Mom and dad need some time. Uh Okay? It's the main event. Remember there were, uh, for a while there, and I'm trying to remember how old the girls were, let's say eight and ten or whatever they were. They were not two. I mean, they were old enough to do this. I think every day we would say we're going to our bedroom for 20 minutes. To talk and connect. Yeah, yeah we actually talked. <laughs> we okay. talked. We're going to go get yeah. a workout in. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shut the door uh, and we, t- we, and we talked. We yeah. did. <laughs> yes. But, but the girls knew, though, that they couldn't knock on the door and they yep. couldn't Leave ask to come in. Mm. You know, we mm-hmm. instead of sending them to their bedroom to be shut right. in their rooms we just we took the time out and we went to our room and we said you get the whole house but we don't care outside inside whatever you do but you cannot come in here you cannot interrupt us and we are going to talk and connect for 20 minutes and we would watch we would watch the time yeah and then when we were done we would come back out and but then we would join back in with whatever was going on this mm. does not make your children insecure no. it does the exact, exact. Mm. opposite mm. you're making them insecure by letting them think they are the main event in your life it will make them insecure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be th- you're causing them to be ill-equipped right. to move on and be adults. It's a lot of yeah. pressure for a child, too, to to have that feeling of yes. that they are the main. Oh, my exactly. goodness. Yeah. And then they act that way. And I'm telling you, mm-hmm. our kids were... They were very secure. We never had a conversation with our kids where they came to us worried about a divorce, worried never. about why mom and dad don't get along, or are you mm. guys always going to be here? Never happened. Never. never. Happened. You know why? Because they knew we were the main event. Mm-hmm. And they saw I that play it. out in front of them. They saw mom and dad resolve conflict. They saw mom and dad love yep. each other. They saw mom and dad communicate. They saw mom and dad live out a marriage. And then what happens is more is caught than taught. And, and, and so mm-hmm. now all of a sudden they're catching our values. They're catching our tools. Mm-hmm. They're seeing yep. it modeled. So and we are preparing them for adult life, which is our job as parents. Our job is to do more than protect them. Well, you've really pushed a button here. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> our job is to train them, train up yeah. a child in the way they should go. That's what scripture says. Not just protect them. Protect them when they're little. Train them as mm-hmm. they get older. Mm. Right. We don't need to put them in a bubble and protect them from everything. We have to train them to live in this broken, ugly, messed up world. 
Mm. Right, and they would go to school, and they would come mm. home, and we would talk through their day. Yes, we would. They and, couldn't say um, fine, remember? Right. <gasps> yeah. So, but in, in doing that, then we were there to talk them through things as questions came up or something happened at school or whatever. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they knew. And, yeah. and to this day, they're... They're very um, secure in who they are and, mm-hmm. and very, raising, very confident, yeah. very confident young women. Great and they're raising our grandchildren. Yes. And uh, in, in a similar way. Yes. They're not the main event. Right. Yeah. They kind of are when they come to our house, though. Well, anyway, grandkids. grandkids. That's a whole different story. <laughs> No, that's so right. good. And, you know, uh, just on that um, that same note, because I, I obviously my my genre right now is motherhood. And so yep. I have lots of friends that have that guilt. I think it's a mom thing. I'm, I don't know if dads feel the same amount of guilt leaving necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I have so many friends that don't take the dates because they're just they hate the goodbyes <laughs> or this and that. But uh, I tell them, you know, I told my girls because we got that flack for a little bit. But I told them, I said, hey. Hey, you know how there's um, a lot of mom and mommies and daddies that aren't together anymore? I said it's because they didn't take dates, <laughs> which isn't always true. But like just that picture of like, you know what, mommy and daddy, it's really important for them to take dates. Mm-hmm. And so now after like and, and my oldest is a little bit older, so she understands. So she'll she'll be like, if me and Jared start bickering, she'll be like, you guys need a date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's awesome because you have to make yeah. it yeah. that concrete for little yes. kids. Yes. Yep. You, you mm-hmm. have to make it that concrete. So I think mm-hmm. it's a great thing. You're, you're sowing into them. They're, they're, they're going to catch that value. They're going to see the benefit of it. You know, you don't make your kids insecure when you leave them. You know no. why your kids get all upset? Because you, you haven't left them enough. Mm. Well, right. And by, by leaving, then they appreciate you when you come back. Absolutely. And, vice versa. and the so trust is built. Oh, they yes. came, yes. They came they back. Yes. They're here. They We're all back. good. Mom yes. and daddy are happier, you know. And, and you can make it fun for them while they're gone, too. I mean, mm, even a little a something good. practical is, is to give them a treat or do a little something different mm-hmm. while you're gone. And then, and then I think it's important to be very clear in this is what's going to happen that we will be back home after you go to bed or we will be home before you go to bed. But I think for kids, they just need to know what right. to expect as well. And that's I think that that's great advice. a little thing that could help yeah. that with that transition. This whole parenting. Now we're going to have a parenting I know. Yeah, we're, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll move stop. on for now, yes. but we'll come back for yes. it with a parenting episode. Yes. Okay, number five, fun. Oh, that's which a value. Dale Woo! was very excited yeah. to get yes. into the fun one. <laughs> yes. Having yeah. fun together is very important to Yeah. Do. So can mm-hmm. I just really quick, I'm going to jump here, and yeah. then I'll, I'll let you talk, yes. I promise. Okay. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> I, I want people to understand how important this is, okay? Yes. Because you go, what, what's the big deal? Why is that a value, okay? Listen, when your little fun just happens, when you're an adult, you have to fight for it. Mm-hmm. You must fight to have fun. Why is fun so important? This is how God wired people to exist. When you have positive shared experiences mm-hmm. with other human beings, you will like them. It is that it is. basic. That's how God you, made us. It's how God made mm-hmm. us. If, if you want to start liking your spouse more, all you have to do, this is so basic, all you have to do is start having positive shared experiences with them, i.e. fun. That's all I it takes. It. That's all it takes. It's not rocket science. <laughs> all you have to do is just, I did say yes. it, just go have fun. <laughs> Figure out what you can do that's fun together and go do it on a consistent basis. I guarantee you, you'll like each other more. It's, it's true. Well, right, because you did so that true. before you got married. 
Yes. And you yeah. wouldn't have gotten married if you didn't like each other and hadn't had fun together. Nobody marries someone who's not fun. Exactly. Okay? Why do we allow ourselves to not be fun as time goes on, as mm -hmm. we get older? And there are times, I'm serious, I've looked in the mirror and going, Dale, you're not very fun anymore. I mean, so come on. Get it figured out, buddy. Yeah, you're you speaking get, my language. I'm an Enneagram 7. Yes, so you're, you're yes. fun country all the way. <laughs> yes, that's right. Absolutely. So, this is my favorite one. <laughs> life gets too serious, and it does. I mean, mm -hmm. work, bills, uh, I, I mean, kids. See, none of that existed early on in the right. relationship, so it was just fun. What did you do? You just went out and dated. You had fun mm -hmm. every time you were together. You had fun. And right. then all of a sudden, you get married. And there's all these adult responsibilities and jobs and bills and home and and, and taxes and then throw some kids in there. Uh -huh. Sorry, I brought up taxes. But, <laughs> and now all the stress you didn't have. Yeah. See, these are all the adjustments you have to make as, as you morph into adulthood. And the seasons of life change. You change. The, the seasons change. The circumstances change. You have to navigate these things. Sorry, I'm really getting impassioned here, aren't I? You are, but that's okay because it, this is an important thing. And, oh, it is. And I, and people have I've heard comments. Uh, well, I don't think we shouldn't have to put it on the calendar. I don't want to put it on the calendar because then that takes the fun out of it. Except for that, then the fun won't happen. Mm. So that I think is something that would be good to get over and just put it on the calendar. You you have to plan it in because otherwise, if you don't plan it, then it doesn't happen. Mm. And before you know it, months have gone by and almost years can go by. And so it's just important to get it on the calendar, plan it, and then do it. And don't let anything come in the way of it. Don't cancel it either. Right. you got to just go do it. And, and another thing I wanted to bring up here is that what about when we do different things for fun? So, for example, you like to go hunting and fishing. I like to go shopping and do other things. <laughs> and shopping. And, and not shopping. Hunting and, and, shopping. and more yeah. shopping, exactly, and not hunting and fishing. But, but so we each have our things that we like to do separately, and that's, that's a good thing to do. That's true. But, but we have to do something together. And so one of the things that we've learned is, is that you can go shopping with me. I do. And you survive, and it's okay. I do. I'm pretty good and, at it and now, you're too. Pretty, you are very good yeah, at it. I'm an excellent shopper. And you are an excellent <laughs> shopper. And one thing that I don't do is go hunting, but I do go fishing with yes, you. Yes, you do. And we have a boat. And um, I, I I, mean, I, you even bought me chest waders one time. And oh, I know. I have my own fishing rod and everything, my own pink lures. I was going to say, were I they pink? Everything's all pink. She's got yeah. a pink salmon rod. Pink oh, salmon rod. yeah. Pink line, awesome. pink everything. <laughs> and so, and then I wear my pink Romeos in the boat. Of but course. Anyway, so, yeah. Wouldn't but, have it any other but way. We, and I've caught fish, too. I, yes, you know, yes, I do, you do okay with that. And so, but that is something that we have learned to do for each other. And so, I just wanted to reiterate that not everything we do together, right. but th but there needs to be something. You, well, you don't lose your individual uniqueness in right. marriage. You still retain those things. But here is the choice of compatibility right here. Mm -hmm. There are some things that are the same. Lisa and I both love to travel. We yes. love to love travel. Love to travel. And um, so we have all kinds of travel experiences together mm -hmm. with our kids. And after they become adults, we've continued that. So there is some sameness there yep. that we love. And we love having adventure mm -hmm. uh, doing that together. But we're still different. And so that's the choice of compatibility. You like to shop. Well, it's not on my top ten list. But... <laughs> But I like being with her. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I like being with her, and so I we go shopping, and I'm going to make it fun, and and sometimes I'm annoying when I go. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm you know, <laughs> I'm me, but I make her laugh a lot. See, he does, I make her yeah. laugh a he does lot. Make me laugh. And and so um, 
we'll just go make it fun. And then mm-hmm. I so appreciate it when she goes fishing with me, but not every time. I still got mm-hmm. my guy friends I yep. fish with. Sure. But sometimes this is our fishing day. So it's just choosing to be compatible, choosing to have fun. And when you have fun together, you're just so connected. Yeah. It connects you, mm-hmm. you know, and then I want to do more. Because, uh, you know, when we dated, you know, I met this girl who was active and I mean she was snowmobiling she was water skiing mm-hmm. and I'm just like holy don't forget the, the wave runner too the wave yeah. run yeah I know she was <laughs> yes. just rocking this 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 fun world I didn't I didn't grow up doing that kind of stuff and I went oh my gosh I am in love okay <laughs> here's a person I can play with for the rest of my life mm-hmm. well I should never stop yeah I want someone to play with for the rest of my life that's a good thing. That is a good thing. I get to play with her for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. Moving to the next one. Number yes. six, love. So yeah, I'm sure that's in a lot of vows of weddings that you. I will always love you yeah. forever yeah. until mm-hmm. death do us part. Okay. Yeah. It's great. It's a great value. How do you do it? Mm. How yeah. Do you do it? So. You listed some great tools question. here. Well. All right. Um, we brought up the book the love languages mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think that was in the last episode yep yep so love sometimes just looks different to different people different mm-hmm. personalities and so that's a basic um go figure out what love looks like go figure out the love language go figure out i mean i could be knocking myself out trying to do something to love her mm-hmm. but she doesn't really receive love that way and and so Quite frankly, I could bring home flowers once a week, and it's like, oh, look at me. I'm such an awesome husband. And she's like, yeah, cool. Thanks for the flowers. Yeah. Um, right. When really, she wouldn't like me to help her with the dishes because she's got two little kids to take care of, and they're in diapers, and they're screaming, and the kitchen's a mess, and I come home and sit down and watch TV. Mm-hmm. Maybe love looks like dishes right now in our season of life. Mm-hmm. Maybe love looks like scheduling the date night. Maybe mm-hmm. love looks like... Well, maybe she's a touch person and she needs touch. Well, I'm not a touch person. Well, then get over yourself because mm-hmm. love is doing the, th- the loving thing for the other person. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, so figure this out. So you, you get past this romantic, warm, fuzzy, you know, butterflies and unicorn thing. All right. Mm-hmm. That was dating. Now this is real adult life. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to figure out what love looks like today. I love that you put on here, just ask each other. Well, yes. mm-hmm. You know, my husband makes fun of me. He's like, well, you're a love language mm-hmm. glutton. <laughs> you want you want all of them. And I said, well, it just depends on the season. That's you kind know? of funny. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because when we first started dating, didn't have kids. Of course, I wanted to hear. I had wanted words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Love. Now I'm like, I could care less about that. Like, help me with this and this, please. You know, mm-hmm. help me with yep. these chores. So it has changed over time, you know. Yep. So. And I'm glad you brought that up, Katie, because yeah. you see how we change over time. Right. right. And yep. this, you know, my husband's changed. My, my wife's changed. Well, of course they have. Of course we do. That's normal. It's natural. And it should happen because I don't want to be the same person I was. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! We are different people. Yeah. We want to grow and change and. Yeah. So so, if you if you have the value of love, that's it doesn't come natural. Create the value. Now go figure it out. What does Mm -hmm. love look like? Mm -hmm. And then ask each other. What does it look like? What does it look like right now? So that's communication. What right. do you need? See, that's mm-hmm. feelings, needs. Those are deeper levels of communication. That's why all these interact. I know. Inter- yeah, inter- they do. Mm-hmm. 
So, and that's why it's important to talk about because there may be some big things and there may be some little things. So, for example, you like it when I make your coffee. I know it's kind of simple, <laughs> silly, so, right? But I like mm-hmm. it when you make me coffee. Mm-hmm. Right. So there can right. be. So again, so don't make it too complicated mm-hmm. all the time. So and it's okay to say big things and little things. It's okay to talk about those things. So, mm-hmm. um, and you told me that you like me to do that, and so. I'm not good at it every single day, but I do try, and um, and I know that that's something that you appreciate. I love it. Yeah, so just little things. Mm-hmm. Find out the little things, okay? Yep. I don't know. That's, that's a they big add topic, up over time. <coughs> those little things yeah. they do. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we used to talk about the love bank all the time too. That's another oh, book. Yep. Oh yeah, love bank. We make I haven't read it, but I know the. We make term. deposits <coughs> in each other's bank account, if you will, the emotional bank account, mm-hmm. and if I know what those deposits are. Sometimes I'm gonna come home late. Sometimes I have to choose work. Sometimes you have to do these things, okay? It's a withdrawal. It's not that it's a major deal, it's just a withdrawal. Mm -hmm. But if you have more withdrawals than you have deposits, you're gonna have problems. Mm -hmm. That's where we were in 2010. Yes. Mm -hmm. I had way too many withdrawals, not enough deposits. So figure out what love looks like. Those are the deposits, deposits, deposits. And after a while, you, I mean, our banks are so big, when you have to make a withdrawal, it's no big deal. Yeah. Right. That's good. So. That's good stuff. Okay, and All the right. last one, last and then we'll wrap it up. up. I know. So forgiveness. Oh, boy. <laughs> resolve conflict. We forgive each other, and we're committed to resolving issues. So, yeah, you guys have brought this up a little bit, but mm-hmm. give me the 411 on the forgiveness yeah. piece. 411 on forgiveness. Um. Well, okay, the obvious. We forgive each other. Yes. But that and that should not be optional. It's not optional. Not optional. You, you can't. You can't have a great marriage if you're not going to. Um, if you're not going to work through the process of forgiveness, and I talk about the process of forgiveness because it's usually a process. Mm-hmm. It's yes. you have to resolve things. You have to forgive each other. And, and um, by saying that, I'm not saying that that you have to do it exa- right in the moment. It is a process and it is, you take the time, but it just, but it does need to happen. Yeah, I, I think that if you, you learn to forgive each other and resolve things, what we've noticed is that, I mean, we, we kind of have rules for, for conflict and conflict's mm-hmm. normal. And so we don't ever bring up things from the past with each other. We just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and I know a lot of couples do that. They bring up things from the past and they you know, use it as we- weapons with each other mm-hmm. and throw it at each other. We don't do that because things are resolved. And when things are resolved, it, we have trouble. We, we talked about this the other day. Mm-hmm. We have trouble remembering even past conflict because we resolve the conflict. And when you resolve the conflict, it's like it doesn't stay in your head. It doesn't stay in your emotions. It's the mm-hmm. it's the emotions behind the conflict that seals it in you. Mm-hmm. And, and it like almost uh, uh, just just imprints it on your on your brain. When you resolve it, it's like that's gone. And so, so sometimes it's, it, you, we just we just don't have those things to bring back up because we have forgiven, we've resolved, we've talked through it. So, yeah, because um, I remember you asked me for a, a sermon on, on marriage, and you asked me what were some things that that we worked through that I could share, and I said, hmm, 
Right. I don't remember. And then you said you didn't remember either. And that's where this it part clicked. of this kind of clicked. It's because that we thought about that. It's because like, we oh, resolved. We resolved it. Now, of course, we can talk about 2010 when we had a major change mm -hmm. because those right. emotions are still very, very real. And there are a few things that have been big that we don't tend to forget. But a lot of a lot of day-to-day, -day, a lot of right. stuff, we just... But so. So we've learned some so tools. Mm -hmm. Learn to apologize. We've got to talk about some tools yes. here. You got to learn to apologize. What do you mean by that? Okay, just don't do this cheesy "I'm sorry" kind of thing, especially on big, big issues. I'm sorry. You say it with an attitude. You say it in the wrong way. That's 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 counterproductive. Um, when you when we learn to, to to apologize, we're we're owning our our pieces, mm -hmm. and so it's like, will you please forgive me? I, I, that that is very important. I think to to use these these words will you forgive me will you forgive me for will you forgive me for what i said will you forgive me for my mind that was a that was i should have never said that that was a horrible remark i said in anger it doesn't matter how i said it. i'm sorry that was wrong sometimes we need to say that too i was wrong boy you want to find out if you have the humility to to work through forgiveness use the phrase i was wrong Oof. If you can't use that phrase, you have pride issues, which we all do, mm -hmm. but it's keeping you from getting to the depth of your issues. I was wrong. Please forgive me. Try that phrase. I was wrong. Please forgive me. Well, I'm not going to admit that. The only reason you wouldn't admit it is because you're worried about your spouse using it against you. But see, that's a rule we, 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 we don't, I mean, that's a rule we have. We, we're not going to ever use it against each other. Right, and that was a hard thing for me. I guess I'll be completely honest and transparent is that was hard for me for a long time and I'm still not perfect at it, but it's another one of those things that I continue to try to do and you were way better at that than I was. But I do think that it can be a big reason why is because we don't want it to be thrown back in my face. Not that you would, but I'm just saying right. some people might feel that way. And then, you know, there's just plain old pride too that gets in the way that yeah. we always all have to work through and, and not let it take control. Such good advice. Speak to the person, um, the couple maybe that is just in circles with the same issue. Um, maybe their spouse is, um, and, and again, you know, like we said, people grow and change. Maybe their spouse is still, um, let's just pull out of thin air. Let's just say their spouse is continually smoking weed and the other has a problem with it. And the one that's smoking weed doesn't see the problem. So they don't even see the need for asking for, forgiveness or to move on from it because it's not hurting anything but the other spouse is just like it's it's driving me nuts because you're not the same person at night and you do it every night and it's bothering me or you know maybe maybe somebody goes out with a certain friend that the spouse doesn't approve of because they're different around this one friend I'm just pulling you know different mm -hmm. scenarios but they keep doing the same thing and maybe they've apologized but the behavior doesn't change what what does forgiveness look like that Okay, oh, that's again a big can of worms question right here at the end. Um, this is an issue. Some of the, the, mm -hmm. the things that you brought up are issues with um, drug and alcohol use. Mm -hmm. um, and so I may give different advice in those type mm -hmm. of situations. Um, hanging out with friends you disagree with. Okay, I want to set that one aside. Sure. Maybe a little bit of a different issue. That you're hanging out with friends, you're getting drunk, and those then you have a drug and alcohol issue. Um, and so I'm, you know, I used to work with uh, drug and alcohol. Um, I was trained to work with do do drug and alcohol groups. I used to do that as a youth pastor. I did with it at the, the high school. Mm -hmm. I used to work with drug and alcohol counselors. So I do have some of this in, in my my background. Um, 
So I know this is uh, again a complex issue. I'm trying try not to get simplistic answers, mm -hmm. but I, I think when it comes to drug and alcohol issues, and you're the spouse. Um, <laughs> there needs to be some of this stuff is just intolerable. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't. I, it, it's okay to draw lines in the sand. Mm. Because all these things that we're talking about here, you're making choices and your spouse is making choices. But these are very, very destructive choices. Mm -hmm. There's drug and alcohol issues in your relationship. You, you, your spouse is destroying the marriage. I'm, I'm gonna be that blunt. Mm -hmm. They're destroying, they're destroying something. Um, so I, I take a pretty hard line with this. So there, there are times when I mean, basically, Lisa, t I mean, in 2010, she, she told me to choose her raise over the church. And that was really it was kind of an ultimatum. And it was correct. It was right for her to do that. I know someone's going to disagree with me. And, um, okay, disagree with me. I love you, but don't care. So there you go. I said <laughs> it. Um, I've seen way too many marriages and families be destroyed by drugs and alcohol. Way too many. And so it is okay as a spouse to... Uh, I mean, I'm not telling you to get into a fight. I'm not telling you, but this is this is serious stuff, mm -hmm. and, and it needs to be dealt with seriously. And your spouse needs to know how serious this is. You're, you, it's appropriate to choose your 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 drug, your alcohol, or your family. It, that this it's it, it, you you should not tolerate that. And this is where other issues are coming in. We have issues now of codependency. If you do not deal with this, you are going to be the codependent spouse who's going to be making excuses for your spouse for the rest of your life. And you are training your children to be codependent. Your whole life now is revolving around somebody who has drug and alcohol issues in your home. And you are, you are tailoring your behavior, your verbiage, your friends. You're making excuses for them. This is codependent behavior. Do not pass this on to your children. Please do not do it. It is worth the fight to say, I will not accept this in our home. Mm. So, And I just want to throw in really quick here, too, that it's okay to get help. It, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, get help. Uh, but this, this has to change because you'll never do anything that we're talking about here. You, you have drug and alcohol issues mm -hmm. in your home. You, you can't work on these. You can't work on them together. I'm sorry you, you have this situation. It, it breaks my heart because I've seen it over and over mm -hmm. and over again. And you feel trapped. I get it. Yes, get some help. Get, get a, find a network of people, come to church, uh, go, go to a Celebrate Recovery program. Uh, well, I'm not the alcoholic or the drug addict. It's okay, it's for you too. Mm -hmm. you, you can't do this by yourself. So get a network of people around you and help you work through it. Yeah, that's good. This did, I, that took a turn. <laughs> no, I'm like, maybe I should have picked a lower key example. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, but there are several things that come to mind with forgiveness. Let's say um, in-law issues where maybe you don't feel backed up by your spouse. Um, and it's just a reoccurring thing. It's always mm -hmm. an argument. Or um, a friend that maybe isn't an alcoholic friend, but friends that are... Um, you know, they they don't make your spouse a better person by any means. They're just they are very negative or inappropriate, and you're you're really wanting your spouse to grow. Um, you've had these arguments. They say sorry. I'll work on it. I'll stick up for you to my you know my in law or whatever. I'll stick up mm -hmm. to you. And it doesn't happen. The behavior doesn't change in that situation where it's not um, you know drug and alcohol because it's different. Sure. Um, what what would you say to, to that person? Yeah, these are ongoing issues and mm -hmm. forgiveness. Again, forgiveness resolving, see, it's ongoing, so nothing's mm -hmm. resolved. 
So we're, it's a different conversation. And so now I would, it's not, for me, it's not really a, a, an issue of, of forgiveness. It's, these, there are other values that I would go back to. There, I have to go back to the value of communication. Mm-hmm. I would go back to the value of connection. I'd go back to the value of what does love look like? Because all these things, see, they, they interconnect, they overlap. Mm-hmm. And so now it's not an isolated issue of forgiveness because there's almost a, a daily offense, a daily wound, a daily... That that type of a, a situation can't continue in a marriage. You're, that will eventually destroy the relationship. And then it's your... See, it goes to the love bank. It's a withdrawal, withdrawal. You're going to get overdrawn. And, and now there's no love left in the bank. I mean, so there's all these other factors going on besides forgiveness. We can work on forgiveness, but you have no desire to change. This thing's going to blow up. This is this is a disaster waiting to happen. Right, because marriage is a two-way street. It does take two to tango. I mean, I've always said that. And uh, so, you know, it, it is important to, to forgive. But it's also important <clears throat> on the other side for the other person to be willing to make the change mm-hmm. for on for the ongoing stuff. Mm-hmm. So we talked about forgiveness, you know, when something happens or we, we say something that hurts the other person's feelings. It's an event. See? So it's an event. It's a, you know, it's, a, it's something that happened. And so it's like, I shouldn't have said that. I forgive you. And then life can go on. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the ongoing stuff, that's that's hard, mm-hmm. harder, and then it just takes both people to work at it. Well, it's more complex. And it's more complex. Way more complex, and, and so it's hard to give a simple answer. It, mm-hmm. It's just, you know, now we're talking about how do you communicate to your spouse in a way that they get it, communicate mm-hmm. because they don't get it. They, what's the big deal? And yet they don't realize they're doing something that's devastating their spouse, devastating their heart, they're, they're destroying trust. I mean, oh my goodness, there's so many things that are going on that they don't understand. They don't, they don't get it. So how do I need to communicate in a way so they understand the depth of the damage that's going on, mm-hmm. but communicate to them in a way that doesn't push them away, or they don't just automatically get defensive. And then often people don't have the communication tools to do that. So these dynamics are complicated. Right. So um, again, I'm sorry not to just try to give a simplistic answer. I don't want to do that here. This is real life. This Mm -hmm. is real life, complex issues. I know people are listening and they're they're trapped in some of those relationships or they feel trapped Mm -hmm. in in those relationships. So um, you have to increase your your tools, whether your spouse wants to or not, Mm -hmm. and increase your ability to communicate you need to keep reading. You need to keep researching, so um, that hopefully you can have some conversations, and, and then you got to pray for your spouse. And that sounds cliche, but there, it's so true. But you have to it's pray true. for your spouse because there has to be self awareness is a gift, and I believe that, some, that God gives it to us. Um, we get it through reading and learning. But if your spouse isn't there yet. You, you pray that God gives them self-awareness, that God opens their eyes, that God helps them see, that God helps them become aware of their need to grow, their need to learn, their need to love. Um, again, self-awareness. We haven't even talked about that, but I, I'm seeing such a lack of it in people today. It's not a judgment call. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just we have we've chosen to be learners. Most people mm-hmm. don't. They're threatened by it. I don't know why. It's part of culture. I I don't get it. Self-awareness is a gift. It is a gift. Pray for that gift. 
Mm -hmm. I love it. That's a great, <laughs> great spot to end. But, okay. but we did, these are great values. But if you do have a very specific question, um, and you know, cause lots of times I'll ask a question and it's hard to, to give an answer because it can be very broad. So if you have something, you know, that this brought up for you and you'd love some advice on, send us the question, um, or the thoughts at real life podcast at foothillsonline.com. Um, and if you got any value, please do us a solid, give us a five star review and share with your friends and we'll be back. We'll probably be back with um, some more special guests. <laughs> on parenting. All right. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll get our girls yeah. in here. Yeah, love that. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. Thanks we'll for see. having me today. It was fun having yeah, you. You did a great job. Here. Huh? Yeah, you did. All right. <laughs> well, we'll see you all next week. Bye.